Welcome to Living in a Material World, and I'm your host, David Prada. Today's guest is Gloria Noto, the founder of the multi-use, natural, universally sexy Noto Botanics. Welcome to our show, Gloria. Hi, David. I'm so excited to be here talking with you. I am too. We met so many years ago through a mutual yeah. friend, Emilio, and I feel as though it must have been like over 10 years ago, do you think? Well, it would have been at the very beginning of launching the company because I remember, embarrassingly enough, bringing you a presentation of products that were not even fully formed yet. The formulas weren't fully complete. The packaging was really not even real yet. It was just like, here's the idea. So seven years ago. It was seven years ago. I forget years now. Like I'm like getting to that age where I'm like, I can't tell what age people are anymore. And it's what happens when you pass 45. It's like everything becomes a fog to me. I remember you coming in and showing us and I loved that you were making everything yourself at the time. So everyone who's listening, take us through that journey of like how Noto came about and how you kind of like went from being a celebrity makeup artist on set to then creating this amazing brand. Tell us how that journey began for you. Totally. Yeah. And seven years ago, the beauty industry in general, especially clean beauty industry was such a different place. It was kind of non-existent for clean beauty, but I had been working as a makeup artist in LA and in New York for like 10 years at that point, probably was like at the peak of my game. And so to speak, I was working with some of the most top celebrities and doing amazing editorial. And I was working like eight days a week, what it felt like. And I kind of hit this point where there was a few different like prongs to what how Nota came about. One was my own personal journey with herbalism and like developing my own needs with different types of ingredients. I had a lot of health issues. My skin, I had completely a full face of acne for my entire 20s. I was trying to figure it out. You'd never know now. No, never. You have flawless skin. It's like every time I see a picture of you, I'm like, oh my God, she looks incredible. It's definitely a big driving force in what I was working on at the time. And then there was like a soul connection where I felt really depleted and really disconnected to my purpose and what my output in life was and like what I would leave behind in this world and what I was giving back in this world. Working as a makeup artist, it's amazing. But after a decade plus, I was a little bit on autopilot and not really doing the things I loved anymore, not working with the types of like... I just didn't feel like respected as an artist. It just felt very like fast. Like the internet came, Instagram came, and then everything was fast, 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 fast. And I had no space to interpret a vision, which for me is important. And then the other part of it is, like I said, working with celebrity clients at that time, a lot of them were demanding even that I uh, use the cleanest of clean beauty. And there wasn't very much out there. I remember having to boil beets for Shailene Woodley's lipstick for the Emmys (laughs) and stuff like that. We had to get creative with it. And that's kind of where I was realizing I got pulled into the world of clean beauty, realizing there was no inclusivity within that space. As a queer person, as a child of immigrants, and as a person that has a very diverse group of family, friends, chosen family, creatives around me that also cared about what they were eating, putting on their bodies. They weren't being represented in that space at all. Me as a white person, if I felt unrepresented, I can only imagine how a person of color or a trans person or a you know, non-binary person felt. They didn't have a place there. So I kind of pieced everything together, like all these worlds of like herbalism, 
connecting with my body. Like I mentioned, I had, I'd wake up in the morning and just like be in such a depressed space, looking at my skin and not understanding, you know, how to fix it, especially as a forward facing person, as a makeup artist. And so reconnecting with myself and my body and my senses and the earth through the herbalism and through the ingredients. And then taking all of the editorial experience. I also had an art magazine called The Work Magazine for a few years that was very minimalist and about otherness as well. And like taking that experience and bringing the design element to it that I wasn't seeing in clean beauty, minimalist, clean packaging that felt elevated. So taking all those worlds and putting it together, taking otherness, queerness, POC-ness, like all of the things that make life unique and special and bringing that into a clean beauty space and feeling like, okay, the world doesn't need a new product line, but it does need more representation. And it does need a product that gives back to the communities that it's inspired from. And it does need a product that helps you feel that sense of radical self-care where it's about connecting with yourself and taking care of yourself first. I love that. What a great message. I just took so many notes. I don't know if I'm going to remember how to ask you everything you just told me right now, but I love that that's where <laughs> it all came from. You know, it's interesting because we're very similar. We both are queer and we also both are children of immigrants. So that's why I always connected with you. Like my father's from Sicily, my mom's from Cuba. Sometimes it's like, they don't get me. You know, this is why I do the things I do. And I loved meeting you that first time. And I knew that you were going to be unstoppable, which that's why I love about what you've Created and also driving in LA. I've now seen some of your billboards out there. Yeah, can you believe it? It's such a trip. Yeah. I was like, wow, I'm so happy for you. So, can you tell us, like, what were the first few SKUs that you developed? I know that you were just mentioning boiling beets to create a lipstick for one of your celebrity clients, but what were the first few items that you thought and you knew that you wanted to create within your brand? to give and sell out to your customers? Yeah. When I envisioned launching Noto, I envisioned creating a full collection. Like the whole premise around Noto is being able to create a minimal amount of products that can achieve multiple uses. To me, that's a big part of what sustainability means. And it's not about always having to make hundreds of new launches a year to maintain this trend. I really wanted to create a collection that would do work for your face, for your skin, for your body, a little color, a little glow, bringing that makeup artist element to it. So what I did was, like I said, I was initially playing with product ideas for myself or for on set. I would mix my own highlighters at the time. Now it's been almost 16 years. <laughs> but when I first came to LA, the type of makeup that was being done in LA 15, 16 years ago was very heavy and glamour and full foundation. And I came from the world of fashion shows and fashion TV and seeing like these under eye bags and letting the skin like kind of shine through. So on set, I would mix my own. I was known for doing really clean, really glowy skin at a time when that wasn't really a thing. So I'd mix my own highlighters using like coconut oils or different oils at the time that I wasn't really sure what it would do to you, but I knew that it gave you a really beautiful glow. And then I wanted to really mix my own scent I used to wear, which I love, Tom Ford vanilla and tobacco, but I wanted to create a smell that was natural, but still smoky and gender fluid and gender neutral, which at the time it was very gendered. Fragrance was very gendered at that time. So I wanted to kind of play into my own world. So that's when I created the rooted oil, which we saw and I launched with. And that has a very smoky, sensual smell to it. I'd be at a party and somebody would text me and say, hey, are you at the party? I can smell you. And I actually would be at the party. (laughs) 
or like people would come down the street and ask me what I was wearing or like people I was dating would become obsessed with the smell and it was just a very obsessive smell that I was like okay I got something here people are interested in what I'm making so when I launched Noto I came out with the rooted oil which is a beautiful oil for scent but also has aragon oil in it and it's amazing for a hydrator for your hair beards wherever you like to apply but it's a scenting oil I launched with the Hydra Highlighter, like I mentioned, which is a highlighter that has skincare-based ingredients. It's not glittery or sparkly. It makes you feel just like you're glowing. So that's also a very gender-inclusive concept. I launched one color, which is Oscillate, and I was really inspired by like 90s popsicle, just bitten flush. So I wanted to make a color like that, multi-use color, cheeks, lips, that sort of thing. And then I launched the mist with it as well, which is like a truly multi-use product. You can use it as a toner. I don't really wash my hair very much. So I wanted to make something, actually my hair is very clean today, so it looks great. But (laughs) a few days in, it gets a little crazy looking. So I'd love to get the mist and like grab the little pieces of hair, retexturize them, then spray it on my face, spray it on a cotton pad, tone my skin, spray it on my skin. And then I also launched one of our biggest sellers, which is our deep serum. That I formulated because I was having serious issues with my skin. I was at the doctor's office, ready about to sign this weird, felt like a contract for Accutane. And I realized like all of these incredibly scary health issues that you might obtain from using this stuff. And I just left and I felt so defeated and I didn't know what to do. That's when like a light bulb went off. It was like the first thing in my routine where I was like, oh, I should use clean skincare, not just the food I'm eating, not just the supplements I'm taking. I should also use clean skincare. And that changed my skin almost, I know this sounds crazy, but truly like almost immediately, like I noticed inflammation in my skin going down, you know, the first time I started mixing things within almost like 30%. And that's like, the true skin changer for me. It's given me and people that use it an instant glow while also changing your skin's texture over time. Also, another thing that's really important with every product is the scent that it naturally is derived by its ingredients. So it's like a holistic approach to beauty. It's smelling good. It's taking a moment with yourself. It's inhaling. It's bringing that connection back into your body while also looking good and changing your skin. So that was the collection that I launched with. The rooted oil, body, scent, hair, the mist, face, body, hair, the deep serum, face, neck, chest, oscillate, a little color, hydro highlighter, a little glow. That was that first full collection. Amazing. So going back to like what cleared your skin, because I know so many people that do take this Accutane and it's horrible. I always see like the aftermaths of people when they use it. Like I was with somebody for many years and his daughter would always use it because she was a model and she was horrified by her breakouts. And I'm anti all of that. I grew up in a house of a mom that was like kind of witchy and everything was like herbs and blends and no Tylenol when you have a headache, drink some water, I'll make you a cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And also there was no soda in my house. And so I was very careful, even though I also had like cystic acne. I think that's why I got into beauty because I had the worst breakouts. And then I realized that it started with like all the water and eating a certain way and certain foods inflamed my skin and made me break out. And so I'm dying to know that when you started using it, it was the deep serum that helped you kind of like clear your skin. Was that what you were saying? It was the deep serum that you created? Yeah, I formulated it specifically for that. And so what's in it that really helps like take away the bacteria and hydrate? Tell me what are the key kind of ingredients in that deep serum? So I think one of the biggest players in it is the particle size. It's a very small particle size. So it allows your skin to absorb it 
instantly instead of what can happen a lot of time is like comedogenic oils can like kind of sit on top of the skin and actually tend to break you out more. The ingredients that I chose in them were very specifically chosen for their anti-inflammatory, antifungal healing properties, but they're really simple ingredients. So I think that's the key where for me anyway, and for those that have used it and loved it, where it's great for any type of skin issue, sensitive skin, breakout skin, perfect skin. But I think some of the ingredients in there that really work well are actually, which is a really simple ingredient is grapeseed oil, an amazing oil for the skin. There's marula nut oil in there. There's carrot seed oil in there. There's rosehip seed oil in there. There's green coffee bean oil extract in there. So that's going to like tighten the skin. It's going to bring in some circulation, but those specific ingredients are really harmonizing with your natural skin, your natural oil production and foods that your skin really loves to absorb and heal with. You were saying you had studied herbalism. So it was this where you learned about all these amazing ingredients and how you knew what to put into your products when you were looking for a product to develop? 100%. I initially developed all of our products. We're starting to use a little bit more science. So things are shifting a little bit. I'm not a scientist. But initially, it was very much me in a very kind of primal organic, for lack of a better term, state where, especially like with the rooted oil, there was research involved in it, of course, and knowing like how safe certain ingredients are, what they'll do for you. But then there was also this like primal aspect where I would like take a collection of certain ingredients that I thought were great. And then I'd put them, I didn't know what I was doing, honestly. Like I didn't know how to measure. I'm terrible at math. I remember when my operations director, Cece, who's still with me, like I'd give her a formula. I'd be like, it says like five drops, 10 drops, like, oh no, we have to like start measuring this. Okay, I'll let you figure out what I just gave you. <laughs> but like, I would sit there and smell things. You know, okay, I like Palo Santo and I like Bergamot. Let's bring them up to my nose and see how my body reacts to that. Or like, I brought in like the pairings in that way in a very connected spiritual way where I was like, what is my body telling me? Do these feel good together? Do these work together? A lot of trial and error, a lot of experimentation, but a lot of intuition. And that was the most fun part. It's a little different now. It's a lot more technical now, but the initial experience of knowing like intuitively what my body needed. So a lot of these products were formulated on my own personal interest. And then as we started to grow, I'd start to ask, you know, our audience, what do you want to see? What would you like to have next? And then hear what their concerns are, what their desires are, and then work from there and from that space and see how it can all kind of come together. Love that. Now, you brought up something that I love hearing about spirituality. So going into spirituality and kind of like knowing your intuition and following it. So tell me a little bit more like how that process happens. Because like for me, it's like I have my crystals on. I have like, you know, I have my meditation. I just connect and get grounded. Or when I'm not grounded, I can't connect. So tell me about like your spirituality that you go through. I would say that it's a constant flux. It's an ever-evolving process. When I first started mixing the Noto products, it was very much like giving plants back to the earth, burning things, wearing crystals, using all the cards and all the tarot cards, or like talking to clairvoyance or those sorts of things, reading my chart, you know, a lot of the fun stuff that makes you feel connected and magical, connecting it to plant medicine in a major way was a really big part of it for me. But I also did things like I used to eat a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> and that was a really big one for me where I would just eat mushrooms in the morning and go on these crazy walks around my neighborhood before sunrise, and just really see the world in a different way. And then it sort of shifted a little bit into my art and 
painting and writing and writing poetry or morning pages. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the artist's way, but it's like where you just sit in the morning and it's like word vomit almost in a way where you don't even think about what you're writing. You just, you're just writing and it's called automatic writing, you know, something like that, where it's just like, you're shedding it out, you're letting it out, you're clearing your mind and body out. And sometimes magical concepts come in through those ways. So where I'm at right now with things, you know, one of the ironies of growing a business is it can pull you away from that spiritual path. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, I do. I do. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and you get pulled in a lot of different ways, whether that's like the technical side of things, the financial side of things, growing a team, dealing with the team, you know, learning how to become a leader, overcoming your obstacles of what you even think you're capable to even be your own, you know, self-doubts. And it can really skew you away from, ironically enough, your whatever spirituality means to you, whatever grounds you. And I think I was a little bit in an abyss, especially during COVID, in the beginning of COVID for a while. And I feel like I'm finally coming back around into a new place. So long answer short, right now where I'm at with it is kind of stops focusing on the macro which can drive me insane. I can feel like I'm going insane if I focus on the macro and pulling out a little bit at the micro and the bigger picture of things and how things really look beyond my own spiral. (laughs) And I've really gotten into more of an art practice. Again, I'm doing pottery and I'm working with clay and sculpture and that has helped balance me a little bit. So I think I'm learning a little bit now, like what helps me feel spiritually fulfilled is making sure that I'm incorporating a little bit more of what makes me happy outside of my work, you know? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I feel like our generation is so consumed with work being our identity, which I would not be able to have in any other way. My work is my identity, and I'm actually quite happy with that. But you also have to like be beyond that as well and make sure that you're fulfilling your soul so you can be happy in your life and what you do. So true. I kind of like during COVID, I did lose myself for a few years. <laughs> I like lost the essence of who David Parada truly always was and is. And so I was fortunate because my partner, he wasn't working. But during COVID, I had to keep a business running and brands going. And I didn't really furlough any of the employees. I kept them all with jobs. And we were really busy, actually, during that period. But I think I was working more so than... You know, my partner was really working on his yoga and kundalini and his spirituality because he had the time. I, the opposite, was like sitting in that house in the desert with a whole like two monitors, computer printers and doing everything with my team virtually. But like, I think during that process, I got even deeper into the work, but then I lost my essence. And then I'm also very sensitive to energy. So feeling how the planet was suffering and people were suffering and people were feeling lonely. And I have a weird kind of a medium side of me where I can touch the ground and feel like the energy and like dark energy around me from people that are suffering and it weighs heavy on me. And then I thought I managed really well until I came out the other side and I discovered I wasn't really focused. I was surviving during that time and I lost myself. And I lost the essence. I love my job. And like you, it is my identity. People know me from my career and know me of what I've accomplished or the brands I've launched into market or brands that have become really successful because of me being a part of it. 
And then I was like, who is David? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm 45. How can this be happening to me now? It was like, yeah. wow. I am very spiritual and I do dabble in a lot of different kind of very plant-based kind of medicines to just really center myself and find what it is that I need to like really readdress and realign. It was very helpful. And I feel like I'm finally coming back to my true essence, which is why I pull these cards because I really need to really have that balance and that strength. And this is why I love doing podcasts because I always get to speak to like founders like yourself who are going through similar, you know, having a business is not easy. It's not for everyone. I always like when I meet brand founders, I have to like take a look and be like, can this person snap? Can this person make it through? Because it is one of the hardest things to do. It really is. <laughs> it is. It's really insane. You have to be a little bit crazy. You do. You have to be nuts. <laughs> you have to be able to ride the roller coaster ride because it's definitely like an amusement park. There's the highs and the lows and one moment there's like this massive high where you're getting the best press, but then the low is like, oh shit, cash flows off. Oh no, that's going to really mess up that momentum because I'm feeling so great about it. But then the cash flows off and then that throws you down and brings you down. So it's like this high and low at all times. <laughs> I mean, you get it. You're taking all the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I could be like talking to my therapist one week and being like, I'm, I'm actually like feeling good. I feel like I'm coming out of it. And then an hour after therapy, everything could like just kind of shit hit the fan. And like, I'm back into like another whirlwind of something. Oh yeah. Of you just never know. You just never know. Sometimes it's like, I think that's why I work out so much now, even if it doesn't make me perfect shape. I'm never going to have that perfect body because it's like my genetics. I'm half Cuban Sicilian, which it equals chubby potential. Like I don't have my boyfriend's like long skinny legs, like minor Same. minor Ash athletic. Six foot one. Yeah. Six foot one and yeah, I'm like this and more like this. Yep. 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 Same. So I just do it more for my mental health and also to be able to move around and be able to do everything. And feel good in your body. It's like knowing what you need to feel good to kind of combat how the day may take you. Some days I like walk into the office and everyone's like, they smudge every day in Palo Santo. And <laughs> Love it. You know, I walked out, I was like, who's smudging? This smells great. And then I'll get onto a call where like they all like can listen because we're in a small office. So everyone's like, whoa, that's intense. And then they're like, that's really heavy. And I'm like, sorry, Bring out guys. the stage. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think I could ever do anything else besides being an entrepreneur because I really do enjoy the struggle and the excitement. That must be it. Yeah. Because it's a struggle and excitement that you bring to yourself. Yeah. I also think it's like being like the immigrant child of hardworking parents that got here with nothing. And I feel like I'm carrying the torch for my ancestors. This is my role and this is what I can contribute and give back and help all these people make their dreams come true. At the same time, surviving, you know? Absolutely. So tell me, in the last seven years, like now, how many SKUs does your brand have? Going back to NOTO, like we got a little sidetracked on spirituality. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm always happy to sidetrack in there. I have to count on my fingers. Okay, so we have the deep serum. We have the mist. We have the rooted oil. We have the agenda oil, which is our anywhere body hair and oil and also give back product. We have the resurface scrub, which is our face and body scrub, which is incredible. We have our moisturizer cream. So that's a hyaluronic focused, blue tansy focused face, neck, tops of hands cream. 
we have the wash, which is a true multitasker. Actually, this is why my hair actually looks so good is I made this wash and I don't even use conditioner, which is crazy for my hair texture, but I made a wash that I wanted to be able to wash your hair, your face, your hands and your body because of how no fuss I am in the shower and how multi-use the product line is and minimal. Then we have the color and glow products, which we have five colors at this point now. Like I said, multi-use cheeks and lips. We're launching a new color called Fluxus in September, which is a little bit more of like a color for your lips, cheeks, eyes, and contour. It's like a beautiful kind of brown. I actually have a little bit on my cheeks right now. It's a beautiful sort of brown contour color that works amazing on all skin tones. And then we have our Hydra Highlighter, which is a gorgeous natural glow highlighter color. And those products, both the multi sticks and the Hydra Highlighter are very skincare forward focused color and glow products. So I lost track of how many that is. I think like 12 or 13, yeah. So, and are you working on anything new right now for the assortment? Yeah, actually. So like I said, we're launching a new color and then I'm a little hesitant to talk about it because I don't know when they're going to launch, but it is a lash brow combo product. It's a dual head. So one side will have the mascara and then the other side will have, we're doing a clear and we're doing a brown, which I have the brown in my eyebrows and the mascara on. (laughs) It's just like a brow filler and texturizer and shaper and then mascara. So super minimal, super easy. You whip out both sides, you finish your look. And then another product that we are discussing right now, as you know, there's a lot of leaps and bounds you have to go through to make, but we would love to develop a sunscreen with skincare focused ingredients as well. Yeah, I think there's not enough great sunscreen out there. Yeah, I agree. There's just like what you usually find at all the stores that we sell to, but like then you're like, okay, you try it and you're just not like loving it. You know, you're just waiting to find that one sunscreen that I could use on my face. And I like an all in one, a face and body that I don't have to carry two different things and little baggies everywhere I go. Because I, unfortunately, even though I work in the beauty space, I love the sun. Yeah, same. (laughs) The Sicilian Cuban in you. (laughs) Meditation for me is like, just being on the water and smelling like last summer I was blessed that a friend of mine has a house in Ibiza. So she invited me there while my partner was in Croatia and I went with a shaman and I hiked about 17 miles and all I could smell was like, I was not the Ibiza that's partying. I was there. Like I saw a water shaman. I saw this amazing Peruvian Catholic shaman. I did San Pedro with her. So I kind of went hiking 17 miles everywhere for my 45th birthday And my partner arrived for that day and literally I was just like, I could smell the rosemary, I could smell the ocean, I could smell like the wood, everything, the dirt, and I would just get down and just touch everything and I could feel all the hard work my ancestors went to to get me to where I am right now. It was very heart chakra and very just connected to the inside. And then we made our way to the ocean where we then we jumped in the ocean and she baptized us again with Yamanja and like did this whole thing. And when I left there, I left there and I said, I no longer work with brands that aren't sustainable, that aren't mostly clean because some of the ones that are grandfathered into their contracts and have been with us for more than five, six years. But during that whole process, before even COVID happened, I just kind of had a whole transition where it's like, I've been doing this for 20 something years and I put so much waste into the universe that like, I really can't keep doing this because it's, I'm a hippie at heart in the nineties. I was like living in the woods, hiking with my friends, like, you know, 
I was college in New England, and then I ended up in New York and L.A., where it kind of just rewired me somehow. For sure. Of course. And now I'm just going back to, like, the true essence. That's what happens. That's what you do. You come back to, like, what really touched you, you know, before life, the life around you takes over. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, my God, I put so much waste, like, between, like, the fragrances and the hair products and the makeup. (laughs) It felt so guilty and so awful. But, you know, I wasn't aware of it at the time. You didn't know. That wasn't even a conversation. Like, sustainability was almost something that was scoffed at back then. It was like, it felt like new age. I remember very clearly, like, that sort of shift where, like, you're like, global warming. Yeah, right. That doesn't even make sense. It's not your fault. It's not. And it's like, I'm trying to, like, live that whole 70, kind of 30 rule because I can't be perfect. You can't be perfect. And we're not perfect as a brand. But what I like to say is that we make minimal shifts to make bigger change. Because especially as a small brand, as you know, you ironically enough, you actually can't do a lot of the sustainable things because of the MLQs or because of the cost of things. And you have to put so much money in on these sorts of things. So really, you know, the best you can do is try to make small changes throughout your whole process to hopefully get to a point where you are like fully the thing that you want to be. But that's a goal. I love that. Let's talk about your store really quick because I want to talk about your store. You opened it, was it like two years ago, a year and a half ago? We opened it like a month before COVID hit. (laughs) It was heartbreaking because the idea of the store, it's in Highland Park. I love my landlord. He's owned his building for like 30 years. We're the first store to be in this building. And it was meant to be a community space. It was meant to be a space where people come together, smell, touch, feel things. And then COVID hit and you couldn't do any of that. So I like couldn't even look at the store for like a month or two. I'd drive by and like turn my head because I was so heartbroken. But it's still here. It's definitely a beautiful space when you come in. It's just almost like the product personified and in the aesthetic of it. And it's a great space to like experience the product. You can also refill your empty products. We sell third-party vendors for like other makers, queer makers, women makers, just really beautiful other items here that you can connect to and events as well. That's amazing. How often do you come back to the city from... From Crestline? Yeah. So I actually have a loft in the arts district. It's actually where I started Noto seven years ago. Yeah. So the bottom floor was like where we would make everything. And like now it's more office space. And then I had lived at the top floor for a few years. And I've recently taken a bed back in the top floor. So when I come to LA, I can stay for a few more days at a time. I have a crash pad, but I try to be here two to three days a week. I feel like that's the sweet spot. It's just enough to like feel like I'm connecting to the store and to my team and to LA and my life here, but just enough time where I can retreat back to the mountains before I start to feel a little crazy. Cause you can feel a little crazy with, you know, the buzz here. You can kind of forget like what your focus is sometimes, but also same in the mountains, you can start to feel very Stanley Kubrick (laughs) and like a little insane up there. So the balance is great, you know? It's a good balance. Yeah. We're going to have to get a second place again, like a tiny little, like one bedroom little cottage somewhere because I need to be in the mountains or in the desert or I just need nature. Come up there, man. It's really affordable, you know, actually. And it's so beautiful and It's a little bit cooler most of the time. The trees, the smell, like waking up when I walk out on my balcony and I'm just like, like, okay, this is so special. Yeah, your place looks incredible. We love it, yeah. So I always ask everybody because materia means matter in Latin. And I always ask all of our guests, what truly matters for Gloria? Oh, 
for me personally or for what I want the world to have or for both like for you personally and for the world what really matters I mean there's so many things that really really matter what really matters to me right now I'll just zone in on myself at the moment is really connecting to what success means because that is a battle I battle with every day where I'm just wondering does this mean success do I have to reach this goal to be successful do I have to reach this standard do I have to be acknowledged in the public space? Do I have to be relevant? What is success? And I think to me, I'm learning that success is the opportunity to be able to choose what you do with your life and your day and to feel like I have the creative expression and the space to do that. And understanding the fact that success is an ever-changing feeling as well based off of where you're at in your life. So I always try to check myself and kind of connect to, okay, what does success mean to me even today? Like, what does it mean today? Is it getting out of bed? Is it taking a walk? Is it having a constructive conversation with my team? Is it hitting a goal, financial goal? Like, what is it? Because I can really, like I said, focus on the macro and really make myself really depressed from that. <laughs> wow, we're really actually very similar, Gloria. <laughs> yeah, I really, I'm hearing you talk and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, we're so, it. We're so <laughs> yeah. similar. We have to hang out more. We really do. You need to have that friend that you can just talk to about stuff. I have like only like two in the industry that I can like really like pour everything out to. But it's very hard because I do also have the same, it's connecting to success. Like sometimes I feel like I haven't done anything. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> That's what I mean. You got to pull out of the micro and get in because then you're just like, you can really fuck yourself up. I'm like sometimes my own worst enemy because it's like, I just like get in there. It starts going. Compare and despair, you know? Love that. That's a big thing that I'm like really trying to pull away from is like, you can't compare yourself. You just can't. You know what I mean? You will get depressed. <laughs> oh my God, totally. I so needed this today. Thank you. Oh, good. Thank you. No, same. And you know, it's funny. It's like when we say like, oh, our first conversation was like seven years ago. That meeting and that day is very fresh in my brain because I remember you and I, our banter was just so like familiar, you know, it was such an impression, I think. And, and I do think that we're very copacetic in a lot of ways and kind of can see each other. You know, even though we haven't seen each other very much over these years, if at all, there's always felt like a strange closeness, regardless. I know. I always feel that connection with you, no matter where you are. I'm always aware of what like you're doing and what's happening. And I'm so proud of everything you've accomplished because you really have done some beautiful work. And you should be so proud of what you've done with Noto and how fast you've grown it. Thank you. Yeah. Seven years is not a long time. You know, some of the brands that I worked with in the beginning, it took 11 or 12 years until they were even seen until people yeah, notice wow. them, you know? And so, you know, I always have to remind brand founders and, and business owners, like sometimes because when you're in it, sometimes you forget about everything else. And I'm really great at preaching and helping people, but then I forget what I'm preaching. I don't preach to myself. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, naturally. Yeah. I was like, wow, I really gave that brand such great advice. Look, they're killing it. And David Michael, pull in. <laughs> You're like, me too. Yeah, I need that too. I know. But thank you so much for being on our show. And I really can't wait. We're going to have to have a dinner date or something soon. I would love that. Please. I'm usually here on Thursdays and Fridays and Saturday mornings. Oh, perfect. So let's plan like a dinner on like Thursday or Friday. One of those nights. Let me know. That'd be great. I will for sure. Let's stay in touch. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. This was really special. And for everyone listening, Gloria is going to tell us how you can find her products and where to find them. Please let us know where you can find Noto.
Absolutely. So you can absolutely, if you're in LA or visiting LA, come to the Highland Park store. We are on Figueroa and 50th Avenue. And then obviously direct to consumer, you can buy straight from us on our website, which is notobotanics.com. But then we also have like a plethora of other retailers. We probably have a store near you wherever you live in the United States. You can go on our website and type in your zip code and on our stockist section and find one near you. But yeah, we're kind of all over the place. So seek us out or hit us up directly. That's always great. And also where can they follow you on Instagram and social media if they want to follow your brand and you personally? Yeah. So if you want to follow Noto, it's at Noto underscore botanics. And then if you want to follow me, it's at Gloria Noto. <laughs> you know, I always love your name because like my family, a lot of my Sicilian family comes from Noto in Sicily, which is like one of the most beautiful, beautiful cities in Sicily. And I always think about it and I just like love how great you were born with the perfect name for the perfect brand. And you're so amazing. Thank you. Thank you for so much for like being so real <laughs> and also sharing your vulnerability on living in a material world. <laughs>